like what you and Ryan like to do in Ark and just run around like you're naked but with like spears so like spears and stuff Hello everyone, this is the Crowcast, Season 2, Episode 12, and today we will be talking about whether or not indie games are the future of video games. Joining you today is me, Austin, Ian, and Connor, and let's get right into the news. You finally got it right for once, but you had to be reminded beforehand, so I'm just going to say that. Uh, now, uh, Caleb, could you start us off the topic? Ah, yes. Uh, on our way to indie games, me personally... I think they might be a major factor in uh, the future of gaming. They have come out to multiple consoles now, and a lot of them are being ported over to the Switch since its release. If you look at the eShop for the Switch, it's like, okay, there's Super Mario Odyssey, Mario Kart, Legend of Zelda, and like four other Nintendo titles, and then just a sea of indie games. A lot of them I've never even heard of. So with how many... Or how common indie games are becoming nowadays. I think it's fairly obvious that there are lots of game programmers. And people are, they've realized that you don't need to be a part of a huge company to release games these days. What with new things like FunMe and Patreon support. Because so many people now have the ability to create the games that they want to play. How do you think this is going to progress in the future? I don't know. I mean, honestly, it could progress to the point of where Subnautica is going. And a future game that's coming out that I've been waiting for called Ready or Not which is a strategic plot-based game. But I think it was going to be going to there, but there are also probably still going to be some probably uh, pixel graphic titles that will come out and be really big, like uh, Binding of Isaac or Terraria. There are so many indie games nowadays, and there's also a lot of unfinished indie games. Like, if you look on Steam, there are just seas, like Ian says, seas of unfinished survival games. And, and uh, I've heard pretty often that people won't even buy survival games, especially if they're in early access, because they're not confident that the games will be finished or polished or worked on or even looked at by the devs after some period of time. Once everyone has already bought it, what are they going to do after that? Continue working on the game? With confidence in at least survival indie games going down, do you think there's a chance that indie games may eventually reach their apex before coming out leaving popularity? I feel like survival games will die fairly Probably. fast. But other games like that maybe come out with new ideas, like one I have quite a bit of hours on called Reassembly, doesn't even use a graphics program on your computer. It is based off of like the lighting of... It's hard to explain, but it doesn't use a normal graphics processor. It just goes off of like the lights on your screen and creates its own with coding. Yeah. It was. It's a pretty neat idea. And not only that, but it's like, beyond survival games, there's all sorts of other games, or genres of stuff. I mean, there's I mean, there's stuff like stealth games, there's roguelikes, there's shooters. I mean, there's so many other vast possibilities of games beyond just a simple survival game. And obviously some are successful. Subnautica, maybe Terraria to an extent, but that's also a sandbox. Sandboxes are dead. <laughs> No, sandboxes are amazing. Look at Terraria. Look at all the mods behind it. Terraria's dead. Look at Gmod. Gmod is dead. dead. Gmod is alive and well. If you're actually being serious, people are going to roast you harder than when you said that, uh, what was it? Oh yeah, when you said that Half-Life is a bad game. Yeah, what is is with you and Valve? Half-Life is a bad game. I don't like Valve in general. 
But anyways, moving Look, on. Just because they're money hungry doesn't mean that you hate them. Hate we still buy all of EA stuff. No, I do not. But moving on. Uh, beyond, you mentioned a lot of other genres, and so I'd like to bring up a game. I don't even know what genre I would put it in. Uh, called Rolls Drift, which no one has heard about. Uh, it is actually going to be released this May. I got it early access. But in that game, you're pretty much a space pirate, but you don't need to be a pirate. When I say space pirate, I kind of mean air pirate. You're on uh, big floating islands, and you, you start out with a mining thing, maybe a gun, and a hook. And what you do is you shoot your, your grappling hook on whatever it is you're trying to grab on the sides of your, your sky island or on a ship or on a tree. And it allows really nice mobility. This it, sounds oddly like Sea of Thieves. Uh, I don't know if... Does Sea of Thieves have sea grappling hooks? Sea of Thieves hook? doesn't have a grappling hook, but you have a boat. You go to islands and you can pirate people. Well, going further on... You take your grappling hook and you use it to travel all over the place, be it the bottom of a rock, through a rock, by rock I mean island, and you mine your ores and, and your wood and all this stuff, and you use your materials to build your, your skyship. You know, it has several components that you need to place down, but it's not like blocky trash. No, you actually get to go inside of a like an editor and des design the frame of your ship however you want it. You, it's, it's curvaceous. It's not blocks. Now this is on Steam? It is on Steam. Okay, I'll have to check that out. Uh, you, looking at a, I'm looking at it right now. looks pretty cool. It might is have to, really cool. Might have to get into that. But anyways, you have to create your ships. And as you uh, travel through these islands and you make your ships and you die to manta rays, you're able to uh, gain research as you see the, uh, I don't know what they were, like knowledge stores. You have to find knowledge stores on these islands. And as you get knowledge stores... And as you find chests, you're able to find more and more advanced uh, things that you can create to put on your ships to create better ships. And as you create better ships, you can go through things called storm walls, which require really strong ships. Otherwise, you'll just get crushed and destroyed and like blown into smithereens before you get to the other side. Hmm. But there's so many new concepts in it, like uh, the grappling hook, which isn't actually based on the game's cursor. It's based on your... your uh, your cursor on your desktop so even if you get like 10 fps you can hook on to things in real time even if the game is frozen you can still save yourself from plummeting into the, the abyss and dying but anyways it's it great for you with your potato it is but it combines a lot of new uh concepts which really makes it shine as an indie game okay so yeah i mean i feel like indie games uh have a lot better of a chance to becoming the future of gaming because when you get into a big company they usually have a goal in set or not that but that they're uh that they're not fans what would you call it? customers they want a specific game like with uh ea they've been making a lot of fps games but they don't really branch out to multiple different genres and have also been making a lot of money with all the microtransactions that's not the point right now it's ea that's not the point what i'm trying to get to is that indie games are so open that they can spread out to a bunch of different things like your game of worlds apart or enter the gungeon like you don't see triple a title roguelites you don't see triple-a title sandbox games i mean i guess you can include minecraft if you really want to it's not triple-a title that's yeah a, that's the, like the og indie game yeah i know but 
as it's come along, it's kind of a triple A title. It's become a double A title. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah. I can agree Maybe a single A. But it's just A. It has like three halves of an A. <laughs> three halves. It's a 1.5 A. But, yeah, as, as you're saying, uh, big companies put out what their customers expect. And so they don't really branch into those new exciting concepts. And I think those new exciting concepts are what give indie games the ability to thrive even when we have multi-billion dollar companies creating the 75th Call of Duty. Well, yeah, because it could break them if they branch out to them. No, it couldn't. It could not break them. They have plenty of money. Call of Duty has too many un like unwavering fanboys. Indie games with all their variety, I mean, the game Nuclear Throne. You two have apparently never heard of it. No, I've not. But essentially, it is like a post-apocalyptic bullet hell roguelike in which in which you get to play as one of eleven. It's either eleven or twelve mutants, each with their own passive ability and active ability. Can you play as a ninja turtle? Unfortunately, no. But you can. But you can play as fish who can roll. Oh, sweet! Who knew that I that I wanted to play a game that is a post-apocalyptic nuclear mutant uh, bullet hell roguelike. Who knew I wanted that? I didn't, until I played it. That's what indie games offer. Exactly. Like with me and Austin, how probably after school today we're gonna go and play a Stardew, Stardew Valley. Valley multiplayer because it just got released. Gonna, Wait, gonna actually, farm like some a real multiplayer. Yes, a real multiplayer. Okay, it's, in the ba- I- it's in the beta branch, but it's finally released to the public. Because I tried an old mod and don't trust mods. Boy, was that fun with my friend. We played about an hour of that, and jeez, it was buggy. Exactly, and that's another thing. Like, a lot of indie games, it's like, a lot of them are usually single player, but then they try and go to add online multiplayer, and it's amazing! Ooh, I got a side note. My friend and I tried Subnautica multiplayer. Boy, was that fun. <laughs> uh, I, I think I flew across the map a total five times in about 30 minutes. Nice. Oh yeah, usually when it comes to indie games, they're also a lot cheaper. This is true. I mean, Nuclear Throne was ten bucks when I bought it. Terraria is what, like... Ten bucks still. Binding of Isaac and all of its DLC, which is, that's two now, I think it's only like thirty bucks. Mm -hmm. Gungeon got a free DLC update, and there's supposed to be another one this year. It's still like fifteen, twenty bucks. Yeah, it's fifteen dollars. But, uh... Uh, one of the things my friend always says is because he doesn't he doesn't like buying new games is like we would always be talking in our group chat about how this new game came out or how we've been playing a uh, game a triple a title and how we're all having fun and he'd be like over there playing geometry dash and he doesn't even have a potato computer but nerd i'd say two thousand hours on that game for him why he, why does he still exist i don't know be gone with but, you but he's like he always puts up the thing where it's like you guys are out there buying like sixty dollar games and i'm over here like yeah this four dollar game is better than that like piece of trash that you get done in like or yeah, it how was... dare you say that some that a triple A game like Dark Souls is trash? We weren't playing that. I don't remember what I mean, sparked the conversation, but he was like, "Yeah, he got mad." Geometry he, Dash yeah. is the Souls like of its genre. So <laughs> with with so many different sorts of games like like Terraria and Subnautica, both of which are wildly different. Subnautica, which looks as beautiful as a triple A game, and Terraria, which I've played more than any Call of Duty in my entire life. 
in, what indie games have over big AAA games is concepts, new concepts that people want to play. And if indie games can continue to pull out these these new concepts, these interesting concepts that aren't trash, like Portal, uh, they <laughs> yeah, will. Portal is all right. It's okay. They what will probably be the future of gaming. But of course, AAA companies will still exist. That's all. See you next time. See ya.